Hey gang, it's Nick, and we've got a special episode of But Have You Tried that we're dropping here in the House Things feed. Remember, if you want to follow the new podcast, But Have You Tried, you need to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts uh, to the new show. We'll continue to put special episodes of House Thing in this feed, but from now on, all the new episodes of But Have You Tried are going to be in its brand new fancy feed. Not fancy feast, that's a cat food, but it's just a feed for the new show, But Have You Tried, and here it is. But again, you do have to subscribe to the new feed to keep getting new episodes. All right. But have you tried? Here we go. Hi, I'm Allie. I'm Nick. And this is But Have You Tried, the podcast from the David A. Howe Public Library. Where we have each other try random things to see if the other one likes it. So today, Nick is trying miso soup. I am. I am. And what a what a wild pivot. I, I respect the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the change from Elvis Presley to miso soup. I, I like that. I like that. Now, to say that I wanted to do this podcast primarily so that I could trick you into making me food would be an exaggeration, but not an outright lie. Here's... <laughs> Here's a true story, Allie. Since you started working here, every time I walk by your office and you're like having lunch or whatever, I'm like, what smells so good? So That's good to know. So maybe everything has been working towards this moment where everything we have lunch for moment. a podcast. And I will say a lot yes. of the time, if I make anything like stir fry or whatever, uh-huh. I put a little miso paste in it because I think there it you makes go. it better. So there you go. It's all coming full circle. Okay. Well, I did some research on miso soup. So let me tell you the things that I found out. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. I read this from the New York Times by Eric Kim. So this is uh, this was on like a miso recipe uh, directly from the New York Times. And this was the little paragraph leading into it. In the United States, especially in Japanese-American restaurants, the standard version of miso soup usually involves little more than soft tofu, seaweed, and a lily pad suspension of scallions. Think of this recipe as your blank canvas. You could add thinly sliced shiitake mushrooms at the end or replace the katabushi entirely with dried shiitakes for a vegan version. Fried tofu, clams, and even chicken are all fair game when cooking miso soup at home. That's according to the New York Times. How do you feel about that? You know, I never really put any anything fancy in it. I okay. also never put anything meat-related in it. Yeah, I appreciate that as a vegetarian. Nope. This is from the Kobe Jones food blog, uh, Miso Soup and Its Origins. It's believed that over three-quarters of people in Japan consume miso soup at least once a day. The origins of this popular dish can be traced back to ancient times. It became a daily meal for the samurais during the Kamakura period from 1185 to 1333 and during the age of Japanese civil wars. The recipe for its instant paste was developed for military commanders to eat, which made miso soup an easily preparable and accessible meal. That kind of makes sense. Okay. It, it can be pretty quick when you just like whoosh, dissolve yeah. the dissolve Just make the it paste. happen. All right. So tell me what we got here today. I've got, okay. the, I've got the bowl in front of me. So in this bowl, yes. I, so I started by taking a piece of kombu seaweed okay. and simmering it to make broth. What is that? Just like a seaweed? Yeah. Okay. It's like a it's like a tougher kelp seaweed. I see. All right. And it's recommended that you take it out after you simmer it because it can be kind of tough. And I, a lot of the time, will just eat it anyway. Okay. But I figured for you, I would take it out you since that's out. what you're supposed so, to do. So you soak it just to get like the essence of it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So All I right. now have some, some wet combo in my fridge to use Perfect. again later. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The gift that keeps on giving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so also in this bowl is dissolved miso paste, okay. which is made from fermented soybeans right. and sometimes some other ingredients. Okay. Which sounds like you're like, mm, yeah. okay, fermented. Yeah, you said but fermented. I mean, you know. So, yep. There's also carrots, which is not the most authentic. Okay. But I think it's good. All right. And I'm always a fan of putting more vegetables in things. Yeah, why not? 
it just makes it better. I agree. There is silken tofu and wakame seaweed as well oh. as some green onions. Okay. I don't do a lot of tofu. I mean, you'd think I would eating strictly would vegetarian, but vegetarian. I, I don't very often. When I do, I'm never like, oh, this is gross. The few times that we've cooked with tofu, that kind of grosses me out. Where it you're is like, a strange You're like wringing substance. it out and stuff. I'm like, ah. Yeah. yeah. And I know you're supposed to be able to like press your tofu. Yeah, right. And it gets some of the liquid out and then it doesn't crumble. Yeah. This does not work for me. Doesn't I don't work. understand how people make the like perfect yeah. little filleted tofu I mean, squares. These look pretty good to me. Thanks. I tried to like chop, chop, chop okay. and make them like loosely cubish. Okay. But. All right. And it's silken tofu, so it's extra hard because it'll just like crumble before I mean, your should, eyes. Should we try before it gets uh, before it gets cold? Before it gets cold, go for okay, it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I apologize to everyone to have to listen to me eat soup. I already had a little soup while he was giving background on on oh. what miso is. I like it. Nice. It's really good. It has sort of like a has kind of an herby feel, but it also feels really light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I'm always, especially for lunches, I just want something like light and easy. I don't want like bread on top of bread i mean i do want that but it makes me feel <laughs> terrible that's fair i so can see this that this feels like it would be the perfect lunch so uh why carrots if that's not normal you just you just like the extra veggie i like the extra veggie also my my dad is also a pretty big fan of miso okay and a lot of the time if he would just kind of like spontaneously make miso someday he would throw in some carrots and okay. i thought that was really good i mean so everybody has carrots right it seems like most most it, people it's an would easy have a thing that if you're like huh what kind of vegetable do i have yeah. you probably have a carrot so what would you have this, like, would you just eat this by itself or would you do like bread or another dish or just um, like... You can eat it with rice. That's fairly common. But I mean, I also think you could eat it with it, whatever else you want. Like over rice or just in addition to? Either way. Okay. So another thing is I tend to want to eat this when I'm like sick, either if I'm oh. recovering from a stomach bug, because it's like, it's very nutritious. You all I'm right trying, over there? Yeah, I'm trying not to crunch. Okay. Okay. It's very nutritious and it's also pretty light on your stomach, I've found. So if my stomach is like ready for some more food, but not like very much solid foods or anything yet, I'll often just make some miso broth and rice and mix it together and eat that. So do you like Japanese food in general or is this just this is just like a family thing or totally sure. So I like the only food that I know for a fact that I've had Japanese food is this and sushi. Sure. I may have had other things and just not realized. Yeah. The way that I encountered this soup, actually. <laughs> 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 ha, ha, ha. Yes. In my youngin' days. Okay. I was homeschooled. Yes. Some listeners may know. Uh-huh. And we... Which I've never made fun of. I just of course not. I, I don't know why you would. Of, never made a joke about homeschooling. Right. It's a super, extremely normal thing to totally, do. Totally. Totally. Definitely a lot more normal never than, made fun than of going it. to public school. I went to a tiny Christian school, so you're welcome to make fun of me for that. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> so we participated in a homeschool co-op. And oh, yeah. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And one of the options that often would be offered for classes. I'm still eating, but go on. All right. I'll keep going. <laughs> you enjoy. I will. Um, was a cooking class. And oh. so one of the cooking classes that was offered once was a gross foods cooking class. Gross foods? Gross foods. And so it was like a bunch of like fermented things or things that oh, are okay. a little weird, okay. but they're delicious. And so like wonton soup that has fish sauce which is okay. kind of like fermented fish drippings yeah you know yeah, yeah. but it's delicious sure fish and drippings. this was <laughs> you had this me, was you one had of me the offerings drippings. <laughs> right <laughs> that's how you know it's going to be an absolutely delicious food and because this has fermented soybeans in it it counts as a gross food and also i mean like some people might think seaweed is gross yeah i feel like i'm inured to that by now no i've had seaweed before my wife has made a take on a fish fry that mm, that mm-hmm. incorporates seaweed into it to get some of that fishy taste that and makes it's sense. pretty good and my father-in-law who's Canadian, aggressively Canadian, uh, like some like seaweed 
chips like is it I, like the like the crunchy yeah. like seaweed snacks yeah, yeah those is, are also really good which is crazy that seems like a cry for help to me but i, I mean know. i think they're delicious yeah. they're just like salty and i and guess good. okay but so, so it was like a homeschool co-op cooking it was a class homeschool and co-op this cooking was class. featured in it this was featured oh, okay. so and shout out to rebecca lindemood who taught that oh class. yeah i know her yes. yeah 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 that's where this came from so this is second hand to you from rebecca lindemood okay all right all right she i mean she's got she's still doing she's pretty active with like food blogging yeah and she like has that. a really great food blog okay. called foodie with family which foodie i with family. regularly okay. refer to for recipes yeah yeah we'll so. drop the link uh in, in twitter you can follow us on twitter at da how library or on facebook at david a how library but we'll uh we'll stick a little link in there forgive me Ellie, i have to open my sparkling water go for it well, that okay. was a really loud sparkling water know. open. I, <laughs> I know. hope that everyone heard that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was it's, dramatic it's too. There was like a little everyone. bit of a, a little it's bit a of spray. kiwi watermelon, uh, but it tastes like cucumber. That's I'm gonna take a few bites of this soup. Go ahead. Again, this is a terrible thing to do on a podcast, but but here we are. You mentioned wonton soup, and that was sort of what I was thinking of. Like when you mentioned this, I was kind of, I was like in my mind, I was like, I wonder if it'll be like wonton soup. When I was really little, my best friend's name was Roger Liu. And Roger's parents owned this really cool Chinese restaurant called Tony's Chop Suey. And then uh, later they opened a bigger one called the Golden Dragon. And so we would go there just like all the time. And I would always get the wonton soup. And I loved it so much. I would get wonton soup, sweet and sour chicken, and uh, the tea, which I just loved Mm. the tea that you got. I don't even know what kind it was, but they had the best tea at this place. I would get that all the time. So... I was kind of like that was that was the comparison that I had in my mind. And it's not really like wonton soup. I also am a big fan of wonton yeah, soup, yeah. I should say. And I feel like they share a certain like lightness to them, like yeah, you yeah. mentioned. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like texture and flavor, yeah. they're fairly different. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I love a good soup. I mean, bring it on. Absolutely. That's what I say. I'm a big sushi fan. There's a place in um, like Hamburg or like Orchard Park, that area mm-hmm. by Buffalo called Ichiban, uh, which had great sushi rolls especially like before i fully gave up like meat and fish and everything i was always getting like the spicy tuna rolls or like the dragon rolls or whatever Mm -hmm. i love them and i still like sushi but like avocado rolls and things like that that are more like right that makes sense flavored and everything so would you count this as like a comfort food i totally would okay yeah what else is on your list of comfort food? um, i like to do this thing where i take a tortilla and i like fry some beans and put them on a bed of salsa and okay. then fry an egg and put that on top oh. and some cheese and like wrap it all up. Any weird usage of egg I'm here for. Right. I love it. It's so good in so many surprising ways. I know. My wife and I went to New York City earlier this year. We went to this cool little pizza place and I got this like margarita pizza, but with a farm fresh egg like mm. cracked on top mm-hmm. of it. And I'd never had anything like that before, but it was so good. I just... I loved it. I tried to make something like that once. It didn't turn out as good no? as I was hoping. Okay. I think my technique just uh, left a little yeah. to be desired. Anything like that where you can like incorporate egg into I mean, I eat a million eggs because like, you know, again, vegetarian. Yeah. I need my protein. I feel like most ethnic foods I'm down for. You mm-hmm. know, like I... There's so many good flavors. I know. Yeah. And, and especially like, again, trying to find things that uh, are not so meat heavy. It seems like, you know, Mexican or Indian food, which I eat a lot of, mm-hmm. um, it just has so many options, you know, because Absolutely. whether it's potatoes or beans or anything like that, it's really easy to, uh, to find alternative. What's your go-to? Like if you were going to go out, if you were at a place where it was like any type of restaurant that you can imagine, hmm. I've never had a good experience with Ethiopian food. You've never had a good experience? I haven't. Does that mean you've had a bad experience? I, with yes. Ethiopian I mean, food? I've only had it twice in my life. Once I don't were you there? I I was at the Sojourners in Belmont, and they did like a. Uh, oh, you know, 
I think I missed that one, okay. actually. I know what you're talking about, though. So, like, some of the flavors were good and everything. And then just recently when I was at the um, the ALA conference in New Orleans, mm-hmm. I, I ordered in um, Ethiopian food. And, yeah, I just didn't. Didn't work I for didn't you. know it didn't I didn't like vibe with it mm, so it wasn't really my go-to but what what would you choose probably Indian food okay that's a good choice I mean but there's so many good choices that it's yeah you know it's difficult yeah I said earlier that I don't want bread on top of bread on top of bread but there's no amount of naan that I wouldn't eat you know <laughs> what I mean like if there's naan I'm gonna eat it that's whether I need it or not as you should as you, you know? should yeah. Well, I also am just a huge bread person. So I'm like, any meal is better with bread. Doesn't That's true. Doesn't matter what it is. That's true. Yeah. Add some bread. That absolutely can't be denied. Well, this is going on my list. I, I feel like I'll eat miso soup again before you'll listen to Elvis. Before I'll listen to Elvis again. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And I have to say, speaking of um, weird ways to incorporate eggs, it is a, <laughs> it's a totally a valid. <laughs> yeah. It's a totally valid thing to put a boiled or a poached egg in miso soup if you want to. Oh. So okay. if you have like a boiled egg and you want to like cut it in half and put it in your bowl. Yeah. Or like poach an egg. In okay. And put it in. Sometimes in college when I was like in the dorm and I had a really early morning class and I didn't want to go to the cafeteria, I would just like boil some water. Yeah. Put some miso paste in and just mix it around and just like put in a boiled egg and eat it and be like, this works. That works. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I went to this cool ramen shop in Ithaca. We were up there for our anniversary and I got the ramen that I got was like, yeah, with uh, with hard boiled eggs in it. And it was it was super good. Your comfort food uh, suggestion reminded me of one of my favorite like simple things to make. And that is. Um, it's avocado and then like I cook black beans with a little bit of cumin and salsa and then slice up the avocado and just like put it in a tortilla and that's it and just eat it. Like it's super simple and there's never a time when I don't want that. That does sound really good. But what happens is I basically just buy an avocado because my wife's allergic. So it's like only me who's Mm going to eat avocado. So I'll buy the avocado and then it will slowly die. And then I'll buy a new avocado and it will slowly die. You got to act fast. Avocados are really hard. You have to act fast. It goes from this still is not ripe enough to whoops, you missed it in like 18 (laughs) hours. Yes. Yeah. I have the same struggle with bananas. Yeah, that's true. I I prefer bananas when they're not quite ripe. Okay. When they're actually ripe, I find them a little too sweet. Yeah. And so, again, it's very much that thing of, like, I bring them home and I get them, like, really green mm-hmm. so that they'll actually get to that spot where I want yeah. them. And then I'll turn around and they'll all be flecked Dead. with brown. And I'm yep. like, well. That is the way it goes. So who's the primary cooker at your house? I'd say I'm the primary cooker, but Caleb is the primary baker. Oh, okay. What kind of things does he bake? He makes bagels. He, basic, he makes bagels? He makes bagels. Oh, my gosh. He basically... We need, to, <laughs> we need to spin off this podcast right now <laughs> so Caleb can make me homemade bagels. How do we make that happen? Uh, we can figure it out, Okay, I'm sure. let's do it. But early in our marriage, we were like, we both really love bagels, but we're tired of going through bagel bags yeah. so fast. Let's try making bagels. And they turned out pretty well. And then Caleb was like turned into this bagel making wow. gremlin and wow. was like, now I want to make bagels all the time. So we always have homemade bagels in the house. There's That's only two things that we eat for breakfast on weekdays okay. and it's either Cheerios or a homemade bagel. Wow. And most days it's a homemade bagel. Same shape from far away. You I can't know. tell what you're looking at. Uh, cream cheese. What do you do with the bagels? I like cream cheese. Okay. But I run through cream cheese really fast. So then I'm like, well, butter. butter. I, I like to put cinnamon sugar on I like on butter, butter and peanut butter on a bagel. I, uh, <laughs> I have to point out that you said early in your marriage because I'm trying to do the math. Have you and you been married like six months? Yeah, a little less than six <laughs> months. So in those first couple of weeks, in the first couple you were like, of weeks enough of this. We were like, we're we going to make bagels. Well, you the bags you run out of really fast. I know. Like if you buy a bag with six bagels and each of you have a bagel 
a day for breakfast a but day that's, you can get through them that's three days, three days. Yeah. and that's just ridiculous that's true so i you know i already popped a sparkling water in here and i uh this is like primarily what i drink i don't drink a lot of pop though i do love coca-cola in a glass mm. bottle understandable anytime i'll take that but i've thought about getting one of those like machines that you can get that like you can make your own sparkling water mm, because mm-hmm. that's how much i go through it it's that embarrassing to see how many like sparkling water cans are around my house. We bought like a, like a, a giant. Like, I'm gonna eat more miso soup. Go you on. go for it. I'll talk for a little so you can so you can munch. Thank you. We bought a giant pack of boxes of my favorite tea, which is Constant Comet from oh, Amazon. That's pretty good. Because there's like, if you buy just one of those packs from the store, it's like twenty tea bags. Which yeah. if you have two cups a day. Two cups. You're doing I two have cups. one in the morning and one when I get home from work. Oh, okay. It's like it's what powers me Plain? through the day. Are you just, like do sugar and like I do cream milk and or sugar. anything? Do you like sugar? Yeah. Okay. I find it like I know a lot of people are like, you know, it's better to just drink it black, but yeah. I find that a little bit of sugar I can taste the flavors of the tea more. I think that's true. Yeah, I used to. I mean, I was I used to do sugar all the time, and I've just tried to cut back a little bit on it because mm-hmm. of my advanced. It's easy years. to sneak a lot of sugar into your diet and tea without. For noticing. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I feel like for me it was like. Yeah, sugary tea and like maybe like a can of Coke and then like orange juice. And it's like, that's like 8,000 calories yep. just like with those three drinks <laughs> alone. But I love the t- I love when Tim Hortons has the tea, like not tea bags, but they like brew it mm. and you can get it. I love that with sugar. Mm. That's like anytime I'm near a Tim Hortons, that's that's my go-to. That does sound good. Do you think we're ever going to get the Tim Hortons here? I keep hearing talk about it and I want I it know. to happen. I, w- I would be down. I believe in my heart that it's going to happen. It makes me a little sad that Arcade has two and we have zero. Yeah, what the heck? That's really unfair. Doesn't Olean also has two? I know they have at least one. No, they do. They have two. Because Where's the other one? There's one over by Walmart and there's one over on the other side by like Big Lots and stuff. Gosh, dang it. But in other news, the Pizza Hut is coming back to Olean. So oh. that's that's All exciting. Right. Do you like Pizza Hut? I'm not sure. Are you a pizza fan? I love pizza, but okay. I've only actually eaten at Pizza Hut like a few times in yeah, my life. Yeah, because Pizza Hut's been like dead for the last however many years. Yeah. But I will say I'm not very picky about my pizza. So like anytime someone is like, mm, this local pizza place, it's not as good. Mm. Mm, 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 this best pizza is whatever. I'm like, well, it's pizza. Yeah. I like it. It's good. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm somewhat picky about pizza. There's a place uh, I'm originally from Battle Creek, Michigan, and there's a place that I used to go all the time. And it's like my appointment. I have to like if I'm going to be in Michigan, I have to go get a pizza from Pizza Sam's because mm. it's just so good. That's understandable. And I think that I think that Pizza King is up there. I wouldn't say it's above Pizza Sam's, but it's up there. I do really like you know? Pizza King. I will say. There are very few like local business numbers that I actually have saved as contacts in my phone. But Pizza King. Pizza King you is one it. of them. Subs are great also. Here's what breaks my heart about you not having Pizza Hut. You'll never know the experience of having your friend's birthday party at a Pizza Hut because it was an amazing time, Allie. It was an amazing time. They'd bring the big pictures. You had the big look like Tiffany glass <laughs> hanging above you that said Pizza Hut, all brick everywhere. Oh, my gosh. And then you go into the little side room, and there was maybe two arcade games, but it was like you have all these quarters. You'd be like feeding the jukebox and playing X-Men or Simpsons Arcade. It was a grand and glorious time. It sounds like a, a wonderful experience it that was. I will never have. Yeah, you'll, you'll never know. What, what, was the, what was like the ideal birthday party for you as a kid? Um, Did it have miso soup or Elvis? You know, sadly, neither of those <laughs> things really featured at birthday parties okay. much when I was a kid. I feel like the two like main kinds of birthday parties that happened when I was a kid yeah. is either like the generic like sleepover. Oh, um, I was terrible the at sleepovers. The person opens presents. <laughs> really? Terrible. Oh, my gosh. I called my mom in the middle of the night <laughs> so many times. So many That's times. so funny. Yeah. 
every time I'd be like, no, this time, I, no, I'm fine. <laughs> this I'm time good. I got this, it. This is the time. This time this, I got it. I got it. And then I'd be like, you know, one o'clock, I'm the only one awake. And I'm like, I'm sick. <laughs> so it happened a lot. I think but the first it, time anyway. my mom took me to a sleepover, she was convinced that that was going to happen. And then the next morning when I came home and I was totally fine, she was kind of like scrutinizing me a little bit. Yeah. And then my little brother said to me, did Uma's own little brother? <laughs> and I was like, I've been gone for like 12 hours, yeah. buddy. <laughs> but it was but hard. But of course, of course I did. The separation was hard. Yes. My son is the exact opposite in this way. He went to sleepaway camp like for a week uh-huh. this past summer, which I never did as a kid, you know, in part because I couldn't make it through a sleepover. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, I did eventually. <laughs> I don't want you to think that I still can't. I can now. But yeah, he went to sleepaway camp and I was so stressed out about it and i was just so like we're not gonna be able to talk to him and he's gonna be like sleeping in this weird place we got there and i was like all right and he he was just like gone he was like yeah peace out what are you guys still doing here (laughs) that's just that's just his thing all right so you sleepover birthday or Mm -hmm. what's your bowling birthday bowling birthday oh yeah yeah okay i like have bowled so few times in my life that i've never been able to improve my skill but for that every time i go bowling i'm like yeah i'm really bad at this and then i bowl a little bit and i'm like huh i'm not good but i'm weirdly better than i expected yeah Yeah. i like a good bowling party it's been a while growing up my friend Bo, uh his parents owned they still own a place called marshall lanes they have a lot of birthday parties and stuff at so yeah i've uh i bowled my share of uh birthday bowling parties (laughs) All right. Well, I see. Uh, it looks like you're getting pretty close to the bottom of your bowl yes. of miso soup here. Yes. And I have to say, you were on the fence about the green onions. You were you were like, I don't do usually do, do it with green onions. But I think the crunch is really nice. I do think the crunch I is nice. I think having that like different texture in there is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, my overall review is that miso soup is two thumbs up. Excellent. It's pretty solid. I, and I mean, it is good. But have you tried the Goonies? You know? The Dick Donner movie from the late 80s, I want to say, early 90s. I don't think I have tried the Goonies. Really? How would it pair with a bowl of miso soup? I think they would go great together. <laughs> both, both comforting. You know, both, both easy. Yeah, I think it's good. So you've never, you've never seen the Goonies? Absolutely not. I have. Do never. you know what it is at all? Not really. Okay, because I know. I don't know if we've talked about it on mic, but I know you just recently watched you gave in and watched stranger things that's true for the and first time it was a wonderful choice i enjoyed it so much i think when you watch the goonies you'll kind of be like oh okay because stranger things cribs a lot of stuff from the goonies because it's basically about a group of kids who have this like house that they use as a hangout and it's going to be sold and so mm-hmm. they're like we got to find some money to save the the goonies fort you know okay. and so then they okay. kind of go on an adventure and they get pulled into some other things but yeah it's like a classic kids uh, on a dangerous mission thing. I loved it. I, I used to watch this movie constantly. My friend Brandon and I would go to Blockbuster and we would rent The Goonies and The Three Amigos with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase every time. Like, every Without time. fail. Without fail. It was pretty much, <laughs> yeah, that that was basically it. Or Clue. Sometimes Clue uh, with Tim Curry would, would be thrown in the mix too. But this was one that I've seen a lot. And I'm really interested to hear your take on it because... I found a lot of times that people who have nostalgia for it love it. And I mean, Mm -hmm. there's still calls for sequels, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a pretty stacked cast. Sean Astin's there, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, Kihu Kwan, who's like back in the news when he came back. Oh, yeah. This was one of his. Yeah. He's he plays data in this. This is one of his like breakout childhood roles. So, right. But anyway, people who grew up with it, I think, have a lot of uh, affection and nostalgia for it. But people who like my wife couldn't care less, like. It was read to watch it and she was like this is dumb what is this so i don't know 
I don't know if like now everything old is new again, you know? And so that, that concept of like kids on an adventure is kind of, you know, we see that mm-hmm. a lot in pop culture. So that's true. Maybe watching it with fresh eyes, you'll like it. I don't know, but we do have it in the collection. So anybody listening can check it out and watch along with us in two weeks. We'll get back together. and We'll talk a little bit about just what we've been reading and watching in, in the meantime. So you can really get to know the Goonies and then we'll be back in a month to talk about the Goonies. I'm excited for it. All right. So, Allie, let's just do a quick refresher. We kind of talked about what was in this, and we've posted the recipe on uh, the Butt Heavy Tried Tumblr. Mm -hmm. We have printouts here on the Butt Heavy Tried Bookshelf. Remember, if you're local, you can come in and check out all the books and things that we're talking about. We'll probably put some books about miso soup Absolutely. And your recipe is there. But for the good people at home, why don't you just run through it real quick? Here's how you make the Allie Fesmeyer approved and... Nick Gunning and Butt Heavy tried approved. Absolutely. This is doubly approved. For miso soup. That's right. Okay, so here's what we've got. Okay. You want to have five cups of water and about a tablespoon of miso for each cup. Okay, okay. Um, About a half package of tofu, one piece of kombu for making the broth. Okay. And then, as desired, green onions, carrots, wakame seaweed. Okay. Other vegetables that you might want to put in. Whatever you like. Or shrimp or, I don't know, whatever. Mushrooms. Mushrooms Mushrooms were suggested by the New York Times, so. So you want to simmer the kombu seaweed in the water in a saucepan for about 10 minutes. Got it. And then take it out if you're concerned. Otherwise, be adventurous and leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll want to mix in the miso paste. Okay. I like to use a whisk so it dissolves really well. Oh, okay. So you don't have any like clumps of surprise A little inside miso scoop, paste. yeah. Yes. And then cut up and add your carrots and tofu. Um, you want to soak your wakame seaweed for like 10 minutes just so it can expand okay. a little bit and some of the saltiness can kind of wash off. And then you'll add that and then add your green onions right before you serve. Good to go. All right. So outside of the carrots and the green onions, which are readily accessible, the rest of the stuff sounds a little difficult to get. Like where do you typically get this kind of stuff? So miso paste you can get at Wegmans or any kind of bigger grocery store like that often have it. Okay. You can probably also buy it online. I haven't tried, but I would believe you could. What can't you? That's true. <laughs> um, I have a hunch that you would probably also be able to find the kombu and wakame at some place like Wegmans. Okay. But I know for a fact that you can buy it online. All right. That sounds good. All right. So we'll reconvene in two weeks for the But Have You Tried Bookshelf to talk about all the stuff we're reading and watching. And then in one month, you'll the have watched The Goonies. Yeah. And we'll uh, Goonies Never Say Die. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> all right. We'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>